Fire Chief Ken Gilliam from the La Crosse Fire Department. Good morning, and thanks very much for talking with us. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Talk to me a little bit about the relationship, uh, uh, the short-term relationship between uh, La Crosse Fire and Holman Fire Department. Uh, are La Crosse taxpayers going to end up footing the bill for hi- uh, Holman Fire Service? No. Uh, right now we've got an initial MOU just to get us through the next uh, 12 months or so, uh, looking at longer-range discussions about what everything from what do they really need up there to how can we support them. Um, the MOU does provide payment to lacrosse, uh, so we are making some money off of it. Uh, and at the same time, uh, in the negotiations, um, we, we set it up to help them in the middle of a budget year that they didn't budget for this, uh, add additional staffing and get to a 24 seven model of response up there. Uh, right now they only have, resp- uh, full-time responders on during the day. It's hundred percent reliant on volunteers at night. And uh, as you look at the call data, it's just gotten beyond what they can control with the, uh, with the folks they have up there. So we're stepping in to provide them some uh, leadership and oversight and help them uh, kind of redefine the, uh, their strategy up there and where we're going to go with it. But we uh, we are being compensated for that. And then uh, as far as response, we're not sending the entire city of La Crosse up there for a, for a fire. Uh, we're pretty much leaning right on our mutual aid contracts that we've had for numerous years. Uh, and it's really just one rig going north, uh, as well as a home and rig coming south on some of our calls, and and, and really sharing resources in a in kind of a neighbor to neighbor thing, but really minimal impact from that perspective. All right. So if Holman needs help from Lacrosse, Holman will pay for it. Uh, it is not Lacrosse taxpayers footing the bill for Holman Fire Service. Yeah, I, I think there's a flat rate that covers uh, an additional FTE that uh, we'll have that's going to be helping us manage some things up there, as well as. Um, I, I don't know how you put a price tag on, on the fire chief and my administration of additional workload. We're taking on some work. There is a flat rate uh, that's certainly sizable chunk of money. Um, just to get us through this first year, uh, really over the coming months, it's going to be getting uh, political leaders from both communities or all four communities involved, actually, uh, to sit down at the table and really look at where do you need to be at, at five and ten years from now? How can we get you there over the next couple of years? So while it's a short-term MOU, the, the goal is a very long-term solution that will hopefully have us partnered uh, for the foreseeable future. All right. Quickly, what does MOU stand for? Memorandum of Understanding. Okay. Thanks. All right. All right. And are you uh, – It's a contract. It's an agreement that spells out. Uh, most people that have problems with it probably haven't read it. So it's, it's available it's okay. online or uh, people want to reach out to the fire department. We can certainly get you a copy. It's all in black and white. It shows the money exchange and – Talks about the legalities of having me uh, be the fire chief up there as well and, and a lot of uh, legal protections for, for everybody involved. All right. So Holman will work uh, very hard at your uh, suggestion to get uh, some 24-7 uh, firefighters on during the day and, well, 24-7. That will be one of their uh, priorities. Hiring fire department uh, uh, employees, not an easy thing to do across or across the country. Yeah, uh, recruitment and retention of uh, paid and volunteer uh, firefighters, EMS, uh, law enforcement, certainly getting a little bit harder in uh, in today's climate. Um, fortunately, lacrosse, we're sitting full staff. Uh, Holman is down to about uh, five full-time staff and I think nine or ten volunteers. So just, just not enough people to deal with their increasing call volume and some of the impacts, you know, uh, affecting volunteer firefighters. So well, I maybe- think it's going to be a great great win for regional collaboration opportunity. I, I hope everybody can give us about, you know, three to six months and we'll be pushing out a lot of data on the successes. Sure, sure. Maybe that uh, the the staffing issue will change 
uh, in the months ahead. All right, we've got to change gear before we run out of time. The King Street Greenway, making King Street more pedestrian and bicycle friendly. Does the city, the planning, DOT, does anybody call the fire department and ask you about fire trucks and what they want to do on any residential street? Are, are they sure that your trucks can get to every home in a timely fashion? So we are aware of those meetings coming up. This has been something we've been working on since 2019, and it kind of got put on the back burner throughout the pandemic during 2020. Sure. And we uh, recent, recently recircled back around to it. The, the fire code that we utilize in La Crosse that the state also utilizes is NFPA 1. Uh, essentially, it says that the authority having jurisdiction, the fire chief, has some say in traffic calming devices. Um, as as traffic circles versus roundabouts, as temporary speed bumps versus other traffic com- calming measures come to play, we have to look at the impacts on everything from public safety response to buses to plow trucks and so on. Uh, so we've been really just kind of uh, advocating that we need to at least have a seat at the table. Uh, in in the past, the city does have a few uh, traffic circles that we simply cannot fit some of our fire engines through. So we have to route around them. Our concern is, you know, one or two speed bumps, traffic circles, bump outs doesn't seem like a, a major deal. But as that starts to multiply across the city, while while we're striving to get a, a four to five minute response time to your home from each of the fire stations by putting those impediments, you know, down the length of a, a city street, that, that starts to cause us some concern. Sure. And I, I get the speed bumps. I don't think anybody likes the speed bumps, temporary or otherwise. But a roundabout and a traffic circle to uh, slow cars down from a straight a drive from Losey all the way to La Crescent, for instance, uh, understandable to keep those cars slow through the neighborhoods, but they still need to uh, allow fire trucks to get there. Yeah, properly designed roundabouts, the one on cast, they're they're kind of flared, so larger vehicles can kind of ride the edge of the curbing, and they're designed to deal with trucks. So we're not opposed to uh, properly designed roundabouts. Some of the traffic circles in the, in the less uh, heavy traffic uh, residential neighborhoods, those are the ones that we're having a hard time getting a few of our larger vehicles through. Uh, and again, as those multiply, that will slow down response. So we're working with our elected leaders and the public to uh, educate people. Uh, ultimately, you know, these decisions get made, but I want to make sure as fire chief we're letting people know that, you know, it's going to have an impact against public safety response times. Right. And that uh, public meeting is Thursday, and I hope to make contact with uh, Darren Fortney, who's uh, the uh, lead on uh, that uh, that project. I'll hopefully talk with him before the Thursday meeting to get some more uh, information from the people who know what's really going on. I appreciate it. In the meantime, uh, Fire Chief Ken Gilliam, thanks for talking with us this morning on the Crosstalk.